everyone, and welcome back to A Pinch of Pixie Dust, the podcast. I'm your host, Alyssa. And I'm your other host, Mandy. And we are here to talk to you about all things Disney. As always. Yes. So for today's episode, it's going to be a little bit different, but I think it's going to be very interesting. So Mandy and I have been talking about... Um, talking to you guys about how Disney preps for disasters or tornadoes or pandemics and really what goes into it. And obviously, I know they like to keep some things very close to the vest because you can't let all your secrets out. But we found some information on kind of how things work, and we think it's really interesting. Yeah, Definitely. Um, It would be, we kind of always talk about like all the positive things about Disney World and not that this is really a negative because it is actually a positive that they're putting all these steps in place to keep you safe, but it's not like the most positive topic, I guess. Yeah, but I guess it's good just to have everybody aware. I mean, we all kind of lived through COVID and the pandemic together. So we're all very aware of how things happened um, with Disney, how they took their steps, what they did when they started to bring back like only 30% of park capacity or 50 or 60 or whatever. But not everybody gets to live through like a hurricane season in Disney or when a park just shuts down. So I guess it's good that everybody's on the same page. Yeah. And I just think it's very interesting. Like, because Disney doesn't shut down very often. So when it does, it means there's something really going on. So, yes. But let's get started. So we're, I'm going to start out by talking about Disney World. And it has only closed completely nine times in its existence. The majority of them were for hurricanes, like Hurricane Floyd in 1999, Hurricane Charlie in 2004, Hurricane Francis in 2004, Hurricane Jean. There were a lot of hurricanes in 2004, by the way. Three of them. Disney had oh, wow. Four. Yeah. Hurricane Matthew in 2016. Hurricane Irma in 2017. They, of course, closed down on September 11, 2001. And COVID-19 pandemic. That was the longest time that Disney World was closed. It was closed for 116 days. And the most recent time it was shut down was Hurricane Ian just last year in 2022. Now, Disneyland, these are the times I've heard them closing down because they don't really have hurricanes to worry about very much because, you know, California versus Florida. Yeah, big difference. So they closed down for the JFK assassination in 1963, the Yippies protest on Tom Sawyer's Island in 1970, September 11th, 2001, and they also obviously closed for the COVID-19 pandemic. So, like I said, Disney does not close down very often because, you know, closing down means lost money and they don't want to do that, but they also want to keep their guests safe. And just to give you some examples of what they did with the most recent closure with Hurricane Ian, um, I kind of went through like Twitter and TikTok and kind of saw like what the guests were experiencing while they were there and just took some notes on that that I wanted to share with you. So on the websites, they said that the even though the parks were closing, the hotels may stay open, but they were going to move guests 
that had like lodging with exterior resort locations, for example, Fort Wilderness, Treehouse Villas, Saratoga Springs. Um, they were moved to interior rooms at other resorts. That way they would be safe. Um, the voyages for the Star Wars Galactus Star Cruiser were canceled. Um, they didn't enforce cancellation policies for in-park experiences such as Savvy's Workshop or um, Bippity Boppity Boutique in Magic Kingdom. So if you canceled, it wasn't a big deal, which, I mean, realistically, the parks weren't open. You couldn't do that anyway. So kind of silly. But anyway, then they closed down Typhoon Lagoon and Blizzard Beach. Um, the guests who kept a reservation at one of the hotels, they had to check in by three or sorry, after 3 p.m. on Friday because they didn't want people to check in before, you know, when it wasn't safe. And they had to check in by 3 a.m. on Wednesday. So I said that backwards. So if they had a reservation, they had to check in by 3 p.m. on Wednesday, shelter in place on Thursday, and then they could check in again after 3 p.m. on Friday when the bulk of the storm was gone. Um, they provided five to seven dollar box meals. It was like a sandwich and a wrap. And they had some like fruits and cookies in there with the box with the sandwich or the wrap. Um, they had flashlights and tarps delivered to guest rooms and all outdoor patio furniture was brought in so that like the wind wouldn't pick it up and hurt someone. Um, which this I thought was kind of neat. They still wanted to keep guests entertained because, you know, it's still Disney. Um, they offered indoor activities such as movie marathons, games, crafts, and more. The pools were kept open as long as safely possible. And the characters also came to the resorts to meet with the guests. That's sweet. I like that. Yeah. Didn't we get a little nervous on our one trip for Hurricane Irma? We did, yes. So basically there was a hurricane coming. Luckily, it was like on our last day, we basically had to get out. Um, all of the flights were canceled out of MCO. So we had to rent a car and drive back because obviously all flights were canceled. You couldn't fly out of Florida. So we drove from Florida to Pittsburgh. We almost would have made it in one day, but we like, we were stuck in the back of that van, if you remember, Liz. Yes, we were in pain. Like my back was hurting so bad because it was not a super comfortable back seat where we were because we had Graham, Pap. Matt, me, and my your, mom, your mom, and you, and me, obviously. So yeah. we had like a pretty full vehicle. So you and I were stuck in the back. And I remember your mom was sick the whole time. So she was coughing and sneezing. And it was just not a very comfortable ride home. No. And I mean, it was so last minute that like that was basically the only vehicle they had. They were like, you could take it. We were like, all right. <laughs> yeah. As a matter of fact, um, Obviously, when you rent a car, you have to use a credit card. Yeah. So none of us had a credit card at the time. So my husband had to call his work and just get it approved that he could use his company card to get the rental car. And then he just reimbursed his company after the fact. But if it weren't for his company credit card, we would have had to like walk home. I was going to say, I guess we would have had to stay at Disney for a couple more days or however long. Which I would have been okay with. Yeah. 
my work on the other hand might not have been okay with it but I would have been yeah I mean whatever (laughs) (laughs) who cares what they think you know exactly but it really is crazy how Disney is so prepared with blankets and tarps and food and water and because I mean I guess they have to be at all times yeah you just never know when I mean you do know when a storm is going to come in but you don't know which trajectory you don't know if it's going to hit Orlando or if it's going to veer off but you have to be prepared just in case yeah so that's the storms we talked about a little bit you had a little bit on the COVID-19 pandemic I got a lot of bit on the COVID-19 pandemic <laughs> because the COVID-19, COVID-19 pandemic was a lot. Yes, it was. <laughs> okay. So I basically have a timeline of how this breaks down. So two of the company's theme parks, Hong Kong Disneyland and Shanghai Disneyland, closed on January 25th of 2020. First of all, I can't believe Things were starting to shut down back in January. That is pretty crazy. Because it didn't hit us until a couple months later. Yeah, I remember everything kind of started going crazy around here in March. Yeah, so it's kind of insane that people were preparing for it all the way back in January. Well, if you remember, though, it did start, like, the pandemic started over in Overseas, Asia. yeah. So it didn't, it took a little bit of time to spread towards us. So that's why they were shutting down over there a little bit earlier than we were here. Yeah. And at that that's time, cool. I think we were kind of, like, hoping it didn't come here, even though, obviously, it did. It did. But, yeah, we were like, what are they talking about? Like, it was, like, not even a thing. To, it, it's crazy how things spread. And it's so fascinating. Anyway, on February 28th, the Tokyo Disneyland Resort closed. Then, following on March 12th, the company announced that Disneyland and Disney World and Disneyland Paris would be closed beginning March 15th. Um, and they thought that it was just going to be until the end of the month. But that was the first time that all six Disney resorts worldwide were closed. Yeah, that's insane. Two days later, Disney announced the temporary suspension of its internship programs, including the Disney College program and their international programs, which was later extended until the end of 2020. (sighs) Could you imagine getting accepted to, like, for your dream? And then they were like, sorry, you can't come now. Yeah, that is super unfortunate timing because there were so many people. I mean, that might have been their one shot to do what they wanted to do and then it was all closed i mean it's understandable why but it just stinks yeah it's crazy on march 27th the closure of both the u.s resorts were extended indefinitely cast members were paid through the week of april 18th bob Iger suggested that when the parks reopen temperature checks on visitors become a routine which makes sense and that i believe is still a thing Or at least it was when we were there in December. Yeah, that was what, December of 2021? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Shanghai Disneyland was the first park to reopen on May 11th of 2020 with new safety protocols. Park capacity was limited to 30%. Social distancing measures were instituted. Temperature checks and face masks 
were required for entrance. So if you had a fever, you were not getting in. Kind of (laughs) crazy. On May 20th, following the easing of some restrictions in Florida, retail and dining establishments of third-party retailers at Disney Springs were allowed to open. Disney-owned stores in the shopping district reopened on May 27th. And then on the same day, on May 27th, the Orange County Recovery Task Force in Orlando approved Disney's phased approach to open Walt Disney World Resort. It started with the Magic Kingdom and Animal Kingdom, but capacity had to be at 25%. And then four days later, Hollywood Studios and Epcot opened at 25%. And that's crazy, too, that, like, we are making park reservations, Because you could only have so many people in that park. I actually kind of liked it, though, because it kept the lines down. (laughs) I mean, yeah, I'm not going to lie. It was kind of nice. But do you remember when we were there and we were waiting in line for, like, Avatar? And we were all the way back in, like, another country. I do remember, yeah, because they had you spaced out six feet with from other groups. Which, I mean, I was happy because, like... It kept you safe and everything like that, but it just made everything, the lines like seem so much longer, which in a way, like mentally it was okay because like you were expecting it to be super long and then it wasn't. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like they did a really good job at keeping people on those hash marks six feet apart. Like when people really got out of line, they were like, Hey, back it up. Yep. And I also liked when you like couldn't. You know how in especially like Big Thunder Mountain Railroad, there's that spot where it like splits into two lines and it's really close together. Yes. They had the plexiglass in between since they couldn't like keep you six feet apart there. Which was nice. Yeah. And places like that where it got tight, there was always plexiglass to keep you safe too. Honestly, like some of the changes I don't mind in the parks. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, I don't mind the plexiglass. <laughs> like, no, I didn't either, honestly. And just a quick note, I did look it up. There are no more temperature checks. Oh, okay. Well, that's good to know. So. Okay. Okay. On June 10th of 2020, the Disneyland Resort in California announced its intentions for reopening. Pending local government approval, the resort intended to open downtown Disney Shopping District on July 9th. Um, And then in all of the parks and in downtown Disney, um, in both Disney Springs and Disney World, they had hand-washing stations throughout the park, which I thought was kind of cool, actually. I was going to say, I actually really like that. (laughs) Yeah, I did too. Because you know what? Sometimes, like, even without the pandemic, you can't always get to a bathroom or you can't always get to a sink in enough time. It's just nice to have. Yeah, agreed. Um, Okay. The reopening of the Disneyland Park and Disneyland California Adventure were set to open shortly after on July 17th of 2020, 65 years to the day the original park opened. However, the reopening of Disneyland uh, California Adventure and Disney-owned resort hotels were postponed due to the continuation of the pandemic. On June 1st, the Tokyo Disneyland Resort Shopping District opened to the public. Uh, The parks reopened on July 1st. Disneyland Paris reopened on July 15th, but closed in late October when France started a second lockdown. On January 11th of 2021, 
Orange County officials announced that Disneyland was set to become a massive COVID-19 vaccination site. I never knew that. No, I didn't either, actually. But that's actually really interesting. Yeah. On February 8th of 2021, outdoor dining reopened in downtown Disney. From March 18th through April 19th of 2021, Disneyland and Disney California hosted a limited capacity ticketed event called A Touch of Disney, which offered guests to shop and at stores and enjoy eateries around the parks. Also didn't know they did that. That's really cute. Mm-hmm. It is. That's a good idea. Um, on March 5th, it was announced that Disneyland and Disney California Adventure could reopen with capacity restrictions beginning April 1st. Four days later, Disney World CEO Bob Trapek announced that a shareholder meeting, um, the company was planning on officially reopening the parks in late April. On March 17th, it was announced by Disney Parks Experience and Products that both Disneyland and Disney California Adventure would officially reopen on April 30th, and Disneyland Paris reopened on June 17th, marking the first day in 17 months that all the parks worldwide were open. That is absolutely crazy. Yes, it is. And then I just have a little snippet on the cruise. Surprisingly, I didn't find a lot of information on the cruise. I was really hoping that I would, but all it said was that on March 12th, the Disney Cruise Line made the decision to stop sailing. It suspended all ships on March 14th when the U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention ordered cruises to stop sailing for 30 days. On April 6th, the Disney Cruise Line extended its shutdown and announced it would not launch ships until April 28th and would not travel to Canada until July 1st. Per CDC direction, the cruise line on June 8th Um, its restart date canceled additional trips with dream class ships sailing through July 27th, while the magic and wonder would sail through October 7th or October 2nd and September 14th. But that was all that it told me about the cruise. I'm sure the cruise did a ton of things. Well, Um, I think we actually talked about it. Well, I know like we, they weren't allowed to sail for a very long time. Yeah. And then by the time they were allowed to sail, I'm guessing like most of the things, like most of the guidelines were very relaxed at that point. I'm sure there were some measures in there, but. I But, but I even mean just getting people like off of the ship that last time. Mm-hmm. I was surprised I didn't find information on how they did that. Yeah, I am too a little bit actually. But maybe there's a reason for that, or maybe I just wasn't looking in the right place. I don't know. But I remember us talking to Liz about it. And mm-hmm. I want to say that she told us a couple things Well, in, and, like, our episode with her, I think. Well, I do remember her saying, like, some of her friends got quarantined on the ship because, like, if someone had COVID, everyone was, like, stuck on the ship. And they were stuck on the ship for a very long time. Yeah, I can't even imagine what that was like. No, I can't either. Oh, that sounds pretty awful, actually. Yeah. But I do find this topic really interesting. Yeah, I do too. Um, I did find also um, a little article, and it doesn't go into extreme detail, but I just thought I would mention it. 
this is actually more geared toward Disneyland, but I'm sure Disney World does do things very in a similar fashion. Um, it's about how they prevent terrorism at the parks in California. Oh. Yeah. So there is actually a parking structure screening. Like when you are getting ready to, um, when you go into the parking garage and board the tram to downtown Disney, before going through security, there's like outside the two parks, um, the guests are greeted with a big green screening tent before they can board the tram. So you, like I said, it would be kind of the equivalent of being scanned before you get on the monorail kind of thing. Yeah. In Florida, but that's what they do in California. Obviously, they have metal detectors. Um, They have checkpoints for hotel guests. They also have trained dogs who will, like, go through people's belongings and whatnot to make sure there's nothing that's going to, you know, be harmful to the the guests. Um, They have random secondary screenings where they, like, might pull someone aside and ask you to open your bags and whatnot. Um, they don't talk a lot about this, but there are undercover security measures that like they kind of keep hush hush. Like I said, they, that is happening, even though they don't really want to talk about it. But one of the things they do say there's incognito security guards. They dress in black polos and khakis. And while that kind of seems like obvious, like you would notice that there was a guy in a black polo and khakis or a woman in black polo and khakis, like looking at you. They apparently blend in pretty well. Interesting. Uh, Yeah, there's on-site fire and police stations. And also magic bands. Um, You can track people wearing them. So if, like, the terrorist had a magic band, you would know exactly where they were. And then, of course, if, God forbid, something would happen, they do have on-site medical facilities as well. So I thought that was interesting. That's very interesting. But you know what I do want to learn? And maybe we could do a whole podcast on this specifically. I want to know how the character actors signal to their character attendants if they feel like they are in danger in any way. Mm -hmm. Or if they are like sketched out by somebody. Because obviously they're not allowed to break character. Right. So I'm very curious to know how Disney keeps their cast members and their character actors safe. That would be interesting to find out. I think we need to do an episode on it. I don't know if we're going to find anything because, again, Disney does keep certain things very quiet. Mm -hmm. But I'm curious to know if any, like, previous character attendants or any previous um, characters have come out and said how they signal with like a hey I feel like I'm in danger Mm -hmm. I'm very curious about it Uh, very random but I actually found a cast member safety and health handbook I'll have to look through it and see if I can find the answers (laughs) yeah if so I really want to know it's like 55 pages so I'm sure there's something in there (laughs) there has to be could you send me that link yeah I can absolutely Okay, perfect. We'll we'll come back with maybe an episode on that if we could find some stuff. Yeah. Well, I found it pretty fascinating how good of a job Disney does at keeping its cast members and also its guests safe. Um, but you know what else is really great, Alyssa? What is that? 
our listeners. They are great. And we want to thank them now. This is for listening to the episode Q&A. Thank you to our listeners in Lake City, Florida, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, Washington, D.C., Minneapolis, Minnesota. Shout out to Jacksonville, Florida, Orlando, Florida, Honolulu, Hawaii, Portland, Oregon. Thank you to Raleigh, North Carolina, Wilmington, Delaware, Starkville, Mississippi, Brighton, Michigan. Thank you to Bethel Park, Pennsylvania, Johnson City, Tennessee, Homestead, Pennsylvania, Dublin in Ireland, and last but certainly not least, Prague in the Czech Republic. Thank you guys so much. We truly appreciate you. Thank you, guys. Well, everyone, that will do it for this week's episode. We want to know, what did you find interesting about the way Disney keeps you safe? Let us know on Facebook or Instagram. At a pinch of pixie dust podcast. You can also email us at pinch of pixie dust at outlook.com. And until next time, guys, we hope your lives are full of faith, trust, and pixie dust. Bye, everyone. We hope you have a wonderful week, and we will see you next time. Bye, guys.